Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey everybody, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout. That's right, you have found the podcast that talks about food and fitness, and we are here to do that today. I am broadcasting live uh, over the interwebs from the PodPod Annex 3.0. We have the studio cam up, and that's me and Mark there in the studio cam. And uh, so, say hi Mark, since we already know you're here. Hi Mark. Thanks. And as also, we have uh, that floating head, that voice from behind the green curtain, uh, that sixth member of the band queen don sullivan say hi don who was the f- hi don who was the fifth member i thought the queen had maybe five members i just don't know my queen trivia yeah. i don't know uh, no maybe there is only four I, guys it, I, I thought you had a- who other than brian may and freddie mercury i yeah, mean i challenge more than 10 percent of the population to name <laughs> anyone else <laughs> that would be maybe difficult so uh so guys how's it going it's, it seems like it's been a long time mostly because mark's been in the process of moving uh it has been a while it's been um what three weeks since i've been here or two well we, we well you you weren't able to be we had technical problems two weeks ago and so uh i ended up doing the interview with tony scornavaco by myself yes um and we did the intro and outro together so we had kind of a, a very abbreviated time then last week it was just don and i or the week before last and then last week we tried to record and we didn't have a cable plugged in, but we're not going to say that online. And then, uh, since we had three geeks responsible for the show, and we couldn't figure out which cable to plug in. <laughs> it's my fault, promise. And so, anyway, so now we're back. We're back on track. We got the, the we got the pod pod um, all set up here. Mark's in Georgia. I had a surreal moment where I looked over a cubicle and saw Mark's face, and I was like, "What's he doing in Georgia? He doesn't go here." It's like when you see a coworker at Walmart, and you don't know they're out of context. You know, and I was like, "Mark's out of context. What's going on?" Aaron, I will give you fifty three cents. If you can say Tony Scornavaco's name in a non-dialectic, straight American way. I have to say it American because I, I could do non-Italian. I non, could do Japanese. Non-dialect. Tony Scornavaco. <laughs> okay. I owe you 53 cents. Yes, you do. All right. Um, so anyway, we had Tony Scornavaco on the show. Oh, see, you just ruined it. <laughs> you didn't say there was a re- re- recursive clause where I have to pay you back for it. But uh, Asynchronously. <laughs> asynchronously, exactly. <laughs> My favorite word. Submit an email. So... Let's keep them going. I don't really have any kind of warm up today in particular. Um, the warm up, I guess, is Mark. Welcome to Georgia. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be here. At, and I'm I'm literally in the Casa de Butler. He is. What is it? Three You're calling this now or two This is this is the I call this the Pod Pod Annex three Okay. It was three beta before I got everything really set up. Now right. it's three, this is the official three. This is actually more like Alpha Beta Delta. Because we've got extra stuff here, we've gone beyond uh, 3.0. We're 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 full blown extra studio. The entire pod 3. pod 5. moved from from Texas from Mark's garage is now set up here in in my office. Yes, well, minus the giant soundproof panels. Yes, minus the soundproof panels. Yeah, the actual pod pod itself didn't set up in here. Right. I'm currently looking for uh, a place to put up those giant soundproof panels and an address at which my mail can be delivered. Uh, but for now, I'm I'm a guest in the bedroom. Yes, he is. Luckily, we, we have, have a, a place for uh, our raving fans to send all those giant checks, Mark. That's right. Yeah, I've been looking for the giant checks. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't quite seen any just yet. Well, if they're really big, you have to go pick them up at the That's mail true. at the at the at the mail office. <laughs> the if they're the uh, novelty egg McMahon size, is that what you're talking about? Yep. All I'm right. Speaking more 
of the novelty of the monetary value and not of the actual physical size. But hey, exactly. Aaron, do sure. we have a guest with us? We do, week? and I'm just going to cut right to the chase. We have with us... Has she been l- sitting here listening to all this all yes, this time? Yes, but luckily she's a frequent listener, so she knows what to expect. She came in with no uh, no false illusions that she knew what she was getting herself into. We have with us Miss Elizabeth Connect. Say hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Elizabeth. Long-time listener, first-time caller. All right. If awesome. you had been a long-time listener, you would have known to say hello, Elizabeth. You blew your, <laughs> you blew your cue. All right. We're going to try You know what? Back. I very nearly did, but I thought I'd change it up, bring a fresh breath of air to the show. Oh, we're not all about freshness. We're all about stale comedy. That's it. We, um, have, we have one joke, and we beat it into the ground. Uh, <laughs> running gags are the only thing in our comedy closet. If you, if we're like that three-year-old kid, never laugh at what they say, because they will say the same thing over and over and over. Again, yeah. <laughs> Except we laugh at our own jokes so you're doomed. <laughs> hey nobody else as, as my friend uh 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 what was his name ray vanderpool very close friend <laughs> well he died a few years ago i haven't seen him in several years ray vanderpool used to say um he who tooteth not his own horn the same shall not be tooted <laughs> <laughs> so he was he believed in that too so elizabeth is with us today because she took me to task not really she was very nice um a few weeks back we talked about the paleo diet and I have since since that time gotten the Paleo Solution uh, by Rob Wolf and read it cover to cover, except for the parts that I wanted to skip over. And it's very interesting. And my wife's leaving on Friday to go out of town for a week. And when she gets back, it is our plan to go full full tilt as much as I can talk her into it on a Paleo style diet. Um, we've been working that way already, but just kind of to make some more specific changes. And so Elizabeth, back to our guest. Uh, sent me an email and said, hey, I'm actually doing the paleo diet. I'm not talking theory here. I'm really doing it. And I've seen some drastic results in my life. So I said, are you interested in being on the podcast and talking about it? And she said, sure. And so here we are. Second try around. Um, but we have her here with us today. And we really want to hear the story. So tell us, Elizabeth, um, just kind of give us, uh, by the way, she's got a great website. We'll make sure we put the link in the notes for the website, cavemomchronicles.com. Uh, yes. but um, hold on a second. Let me back up one second. The paleo diet in its simplest idea, in case you didn't, haven't heard the other podcast and you're just now coming in is a paleolithic caveman type diet. That's the idea. Anything you can hunt or pick is what you eat. So we don't eat. They, there's not, there's not a lot of grains in it. There's not a lot of breads in it. There's not a lot of dairy in it. Um, it's basically fresh vegetables, fresh fruit. I mean, you can cook them, of course, if you want to. Uh, some people are super hardcore, but normally you can cook them. And um, lean cuts of good meat. They prefer grass-fed because grain-fed messes with all the stuff in it, but we're not getting into that level of detail right now. Just kind of give you what the paleo diet is. There it is in a nutshell. So, Elizabeth, one yes. more time. Here we go. I'm actually going to ask you a question and let you answer it. Uh, awesome. Tell us about your life. You, you've got that great... Um, where I was, where I'm at, and where I'm going type thing on your website. Kind of give us that in, in a nutshell. Who were and, you nine months well, ago? Nine months ago. <laughs> nine months ago. Uh, actually, it was eight months ago, but nine months ago works as well. Um, I'll preface it by saying I grew up in a family that loved food, loved cooking, and we really yes. loved showing. Yes, yes. Loved showing love with food. The more bacon, the better. <laughs> I wasn't really. Subtitle of this show. I know. Well, the more bacon, the better. It. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. I, uh, I wasn't really blessed with what you'd call a delicate frame. So, you know, I was kind of called 
sturdy. It's a very polite term, sturdy. Sturdy, yes. You take that and you add a love of cooking and a love of eating and that baby fat turned to childhood fat, which turned to teen fat and adult fat. And that love of food that I had over time had become an obsession. Um, I was over 300 pounds when I met my husband and that obsession with food added more weight. So did having three kids in a couple of years. And then uh, very recently, a couple of years of stress and jobs and finances, and I was just a hot mess. Um, I don't say I have an obsession. I often say I have a food addiction because I would immerse myself in it constantly. I still do, in fact. I'm always thinking about it, um, but it, it was really bad. I was always thinking about that next meal and that next snack, and I would sit at the computer with my lunch. Sometimes it was the second or the third lunch, if I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> And I would scour recipe sites and family events were planned around the next, you know, what great food and, you know, call my brother and, you know, hey, I found a great recipe. And like my whole life was food. I was the queen of the road burger. Y'all know the road burger and the road taco where you order your regular meal at the drive through and then that extra sandwich or taco for the drive home. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I would, that's the road burger. And so I did that many, many times um, standing over the sink, shoving a hostess pie in my mouth. Yeah. That was me. And so by this point, about last year, that extra weight was really taking its toll, um, taking its toll on my body. I, I was just, <clears throat> excuse me, like like most people who have dealt with being very overweight, I had the aches. I had the pains. Yep. Bending over to tie my shoes was difficult because my body hurt, my back hurt, and my knees hurt. I had the plantar fasciitis in my heels mm -hmm. so that I walk and, you know, I'd get out of bed and I'd be clinging to the walls because I, I would be hobbling around. And I was getting frequent head, headaches and I was, um, I was very depressed. I didn't realize it. I didn't want to admit it, but I didn't want to go out of the house. So I was avoiding, I was, excuse me, I was avoiding family functions because I knew that people would see that I was gaining more weight and I was lying to myself and I was in denial. And um, anyone that would listen, I would deny the fact that I was fat and eating food and in the grocery store, I would, you know, have my cart full of junk food and very casually mention to just about anybody that was listening, oh, you know, we're dividing this order up, all the fruits and vegetables, those are mine. But <laughs> over here, um, I'm buying for my mother-in-law or, oh, we're having a party. And I would casually mention these parties and my poor kids were so confused because they always thought we were having parties. I mean, they, right. I was like, yeah, tonight's a pizza party. That's it. So. It was just my life revolved around food and everyone in my family, um, direct family and then some extended family who has been overweight has tried just about every diet or weight loss method out there. I think the between the four of us on this show right now, we probably have literally tried every single diet method out there. The pills and the shakes, you know, the apple cider vinegar, the cleanses and the, you know, cleanses. The pay for. And um, I would have a little success and then I would fall back off that wagon into that rut filled with the great junk food. So by October of 2011, eight months ago, I was 422 pounds. And let me tell you, 422 pounds is a lot of women. That's pretty sturdy. <laughs> that, that's more than a little sturdy. <laughs> yeah, guys, they call stocky when you're, when, you're, when you're me, when I'm, you know, in fifth grade, I'm, I, was stir, I was stocky. No, in stocky. fifth grade, you were husky. That's what you call kids. Yeah. yeah. No, by the this, time I was in fifth grade, I was already stocky. Oh, there you, you go. You, I, was, I was husky. 
you remember those yo mama jokes like yo mama's so fat she's on both sides of the family okay that was me right. that was me i was on both sides so i was in a size 38 pants i was in a size 5x shirts um i'd been struggling again to lose weight and i'd finally given up everything and i said i'm gonna do the eat less move more and i kind of had the move more thing going in my best like minimal effort half-assed way but i couldn't get at eating less because oh, did i curse <laughs> But I was too obsessed with that glory and that comfort of food. It was just seeing me through. So um, in October, the middle of October, I heard about paleo two times in three days. And it really piqued my interest enough that the second time I didn't just say, yeah, I'll Google it later. I sat down and really started reading about it. And the more I read, the more it made sense to me. I could never quite get with that idea that you could have about a pound of bacon and a brick of cream cheese while delicious. Um, but you could have that because they're low carb or that you could have anything that's filled with the stabilizers and the fake flavors and the substitutes is this pale imitation of anything that was real simply because it was low fat or low calorie. So that premise of paleo just really clicked with me. And so right then and there on a Friday afternoon, after having three mini Milky Ways and a slice of chocolate cheesecake, um, <laughs> I decided I was going to start. And I didn't. I didn't even wait for Monday because I was a perpetual wait for Mondayer. You know, <laughs> that's the that whole week. reason the one meal won't work out to not wait right. until Monday. Exactly, I, it clicked with me. Um, I didn't know about one meal one workout, but it clicked with me. So no last hurrah meal. I just started it, and my body responded so incredibly positively to the changes that I made and the weight just fell off. I had more energy and I slept better. And really that addiction was kind of broken. It was kind of gone. Um, the cravings disappeared and it was really easy for me to give up the bread and the pasta and the potatoes and the starchy foods that I really loved. And I'm one that when we'd go to a particular restaurant, um, my family would tease me because one time they didn't give me my bread and I apparently very loudly said, Hey, where's my bread? <laughs> and, uh, didn't mean to, but I really liked the bread. You were jonesing so, for some carbs. I was, oh, man, I was a carbaholic. Love that stuff. But it was really easy <clears throat> to get that up, all things considered. So I lost um, 80 pounds in the first 10 weeks. And in six months, I'd lost 140. And it's been eight months now, a little over eight months. And as of today, I'm down 162 pounds. Wow. So, so you've lost um, 20 pounds a month, if I'm doing the math right on that. Yeah, something like That's that. That's about five pounds a week every week for the last uh It wasn't always really months. smooth, <laughs> right. which would be crazy. But yeah, it was just a shock. So my body definitely responded very positively to those changes that I made. Now, I started from a very large, sturdy point. I started very, very large, so I had a lot of weight. Right. That's, that's one of my secrets to quick weight loss. You know, I tell people all the time, if you want to lose weight really fast, get really fat. Right. There, if you weigh a thousand pounds, that first couple hundred pounds will come right off. Oh, there you go. So, but that's not what okay. I really recommend people. But yeah, I, under, I understand you're, you're telling people if you need to lose 30 pounds, you may not lose five pounds a week in six weeks right. and be done. It's definitely, I am down and it is <clears> definitely <throat> a lot slower now. It's kind of frustrating because I was used to those big losses, but that's the way it goes. So paleo works for me. Um, I am definitely an advocate of everyone finding what works best for them right. and what works is not going to work for anybody else and i'm not a diehard you know paleo head i'm not paleo or nothing this just worked for me so much so that after about four months of being on it we've actually moved my husband and my kids over to it now the kids don't need to lose weight but as a lifestyle so um, 
it's it's definitely been good. So we're cavemen, and I'm the cave mom. Right. Hence the name, of, obviously, of the website. So talk just a little bit. Um, I don't think anybody that's that's significantly overweight um, uh, is has any has any confusion or questions about what you used to eat. It's the same things that those of us that are fat are eating right now. Um, so talk to us a little bit. You know, stuff that tastes good it and tastes, is enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So talk to me. Tell me how about this, Elizabeth? Let's just be truth in advertising here. What did you have for breakfast today? For breakfast, <laughs> or if you prefer, yesterday. Oh no, no, that's fine. Um, for breakfast, I actually skipped breakfast today, which I know in most diets you're not supposed to do. But I don't get hungry that often, and I had a whole mess of steak and, and uh, portobello mushrooms last night, so I was Ooh. actually pretty full. Um, and then for lunch today, I had some leftover. I love to cook, love to cook, so I had some leftover uh, herb burgers, garden herb burgers, burgers stuffed with all kinds of. Herbs. Now, if you say, is that a burger made with really meat, or is that a burger made completely out of herbs, like a ver- no, veggie burger? No, no, oh, I love animals. <laughs> they taste great. Exactly. This is it was it was uh, ground beef, and it had some. Uh, uh, rosemary and thyme and uh, basil out of my garden uh, before the heat zaps all of that. And then I had a chunky chili sauce that I'd made to go over the top of it. And it was mm. delicious. And then I took a bunch of broccoli slaw. I don't know if you've seen that, if y'all have that. the It's the shreds of the broccoli. It's not the crowns. It's the it's the broccoli, the stems and stuff. But right. it's kind of made into a slaw. So I threw that down in the uh, bottom of the pan and cooked that up. And it was fantastic. And that was my lunch. And a little while, I'm going to have some cauliflower mashed potatoes, which totally sounds disgusting, I know, but it's delicious. Cauliflower mashed potatoes and some uh, roasted pork loin and cinnamon apples. That sounds fantastic, actually. The the faux potatoes, I've heard that recipe a lot, and I've actually had it before, where you take cauliflower and you mash it up and you put a little butter and a little salt and pepper in it or whatever else you want to do to spice it up. And the texture is very similar to... um, to mashed potatoes it kind of gives you that if you like mashed potatoes just because they're fun to eat because you can like take them and, and put them on your fork and then stick them in your peas and that kind of thing which i do um then it's great you get to do that pork loin just for the record is my one of my absolute favorite meats i love pork loin and um and then he, when you say cinnamon you can say cinnamon and anything else after it and i'll say okay that sounds good you can say cinnamon spare tire okay i'll try that cinnamon wallpaper why not I mean, I love cinnamon. All right, well, so that, that sounds go. that Come sounds on. like pretty Come good. So, dinner. so here's the thing, <clears throat> and this is why I'm so intrigued by the paleo diet. You know, you you said earlier you didn't mention any names, but you said, uh, you know, you were concerned about diets where they say you can eat an entire you know side of bacon and a pound of cream cheese, and since there's no carbs in it, you won't gain weight. Or are you concerned about the diet where everything comes in a box and you stick it in the microwave for 30 seconds and it's you know, like a, a one inch cube when it goes in and when it comes out, it's an entire meal on a plate. Um, Correct. So, you know, we're talking about obviously any kind of like the uh, the pre-box meal places or the Atkins diet, that kind of thing. The thing that appeals to me about the paleo diet is it is a diet that is based on eating good things, healthy things, almost always readily accessible to people. And it's not a diet you have to get on and get off. It's not a diet right. where you do something for nine months to lose the weight and then you quit doing that thing and hope that you don't gain the weight back. Um, like so right. many other ones are, it really is simply changing your diet as opposed to getting on a diet. 
you know, every diet out there, um, they say you have, you know, it has to become a lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle change. And I would jump into things full bore. I'm like, okay, I'm changing my life. I'm doing it for the greater good, for the better. I'm going to be fabulous. And um, yeah, that would last about, I think my longest diet to date was six weeks before this. And uh, I, I was done with that. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> I bet it tasted like cardboard and I, you know, I was too busy worrying about the brownies that I could have and, and it just didn't work. So um, it took about four months for this to become a true lifestyle for me where I wasn't thinking about every decision. And all of a sudden I was going through the grocery store and I realized that I was completely skipping all of these middle aisles, like they say you're supposed to. And I wasn't thinking about what I had to do and is this paleo and can I eat it? And I wasn't running to the computer to look it up. Um, it was just in my head and it was just very natural. And that's when I said, okay, lifestyle. So it takes time for anything that you do to become a lifestyle, but it really is because we've even moved my children over to this with, and it's made a huge difference in their lives as well. So um, it, it really is that lifestyle. Well, for, for me, you know, we don't typically, we've had people on here who've had gastric bypass. We've had a guy on here who's had liposuction we've had people who used uh, running lifting weights different things different diets i'm um, talking about their successes and failures and what have you and we don't typically promote any particular i say we i mean one meal workout as a show we haven't typically promoted a particular diet um uh, the, as close as we've come to that is weight watchers because it, it is it is more of an idea of just teaching portion control and things like that right but the, the advantage for me of the paleo over everything and tell me if this is if i'm crazy to say this is that uh, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's a vegetable <laughs> and what's a, what's a meat. When you go to a restaurant, there's no there's no tricks to figure out. There's no points to calculate. There's nothing you got to right. stick in a computer. You go and you order, okay, look on the menu. Which of these are good vegetables that don't have a bunch of sugar and stuff poured on top of them? Okay, those. I'll right. order that. Which is a good lean cut of meat that hasn't been deep fried? Okay, I'll order that. And that's, right. that's, a, that's about it, right? Yeah, you don't need an app. You don't need the book. You don't need the cat. And now listen, anyone who has tried to lose weight and struggled can tell you the with a very fair approximation, every calorie of just about every food on the planet. Sometimes we can even calculate fat grams, you know, because yes, we can. we've all <laughs> we've all worried about that so much. And it's, you know, you have to do the math and you have to do this and you have to do that. And it's actually very simple. It frees you from so much thinking and scaling and cards that you have to read and apps and everything else. So right, I was actually reading. Uh, uh, I was. I think I can't remember who it was. It wasn't. It wasn't Rob Wolf and it wasn't Mark uh, from Mark's Daily Apple. But I think it was a, an interview or something or somebody talking about um, an ultra runner, an ultra marathon runner guy who who had run a, uh, a fifty mile race or whatever. And at the end of the race, they had food like most races. And so he walked up <clears throat> they actually had some good like chicken breasts and things. Cause when you run 50 miles, you've burned a few calories. So Just he said, few. yeah, he said, so I grabbed like two chicken breasts, a banana, and three or four pats of butter that they'd put out to get put with the rolls. <laughs> he said, I was just walking along <laughs> eating butter, you know, I was there like, you go. <laughs> he's like, it's not perfectly paleo, but I wasn't worried about it. You know, I, and, and just the idea of this guy's healthy and he's working out and he's eating butter. That made me really happy. I like butter. Butter anyway. makes me happy. Yeah. So, uh, it's funny. We got Uber Geek in the chat room says, Hey, is this type one tech or diet tips? It's one well, million workout, Uber Geek, every Wednesday at seven o'clock. So, uh, we're, we're glad to have you here on accident. Stick around. <laughs> Feel free to jump in the chat room. 
he thought it was just the war- the random warm up of one of the other tech shows on the <laughs> on the, on the network. Kind of funny. <clears throat> so uh, you got some you got awesome notes here. You did you did a great job on the notes, and we probably won't have time to even go through all of them because you got you got some really great detail. But talk a little bit about um, when you say to somebody, uh, even though you don't have necessarily have um, uh, celiac disease, if you go paleo, you pretty much aren't ever going to eat grain again. That kind of freaks people out a little bit. Yeah, um, so talk about a little bit about why, from what you're studied and what you've what you've read about the paleo diet, why you should. Why is it better for you to not eat those grains? The government says you need your five grains a day and seven piles yeah. of oats and three pieces of barley up each nostril. And I mean, <laughs> you have to have all that stuff. Mainline. You got to mainline those carbs. Um, I won't get into, there's a lot of government conspiracy theories out there and I won't touch those with 10 foot pole. Um, the basic premise of paleo, and this is one of the things that I had been hoping that you would address in the, in the first one, the standard American diet <clears throat> does say that uh, you need those high carbohydrate foods. You're very carbohydrate dense foods that the that the standard American diet does promote. Um, okay, I'm sorry, let me back up. We all know that, that the high carb foods are favored by like your athletes for quick energy. You've got the runner that eats a plate of pasta and the lifter that eats a banana after a workout because many of these high carbohydrate foods have what is known as a high glycemic index. Basically, it just means that the foods affect your blood glucose level, which it raises it quickly, which right. gives you that quick burst of energy. Okay, so the body produces insulin as a response to that to metabolize and break down those carbohydrates to convert them to energy. The reason that paleo moves away from this and says this isn't good is because your body, that blood sugar peaks. You go up, you get a quick burst of energy, but you don't need a burst of energy. It it gives that quick response that your body has to produce the insulin, but at the end of that, you you come down off of it. You value, you bottom out. That's why a lot of people. Um, That's why you have to take from, five hour energy drink, right? Right. That, that <laughs> solves all of the problems. Um, you get that two thirty feeling after, from your carbs. <laughs> that's right. That's why a lot of people get the headaches. They get fatigue. They get hunger again because yeah. your body can process uh, the carbs a lot easier than it can process the fat stores that you already have in your body. It's, Fats it's, also give you energy. It's very but, similar actually to nitrous in the car. You dump it in there. It burns super hot and super fast for just a moment and then it's gone. I'm going to take your word on that because I know nothing about cars. <laughs> okay. But yes, that that is a very good comparison from what I understand. I'll believe you. Um, yeah, it does. It burns it off very, very quickly. And then you bottom out. So you get the headaches and the fatigues and the, the cravings because your body is saying, okay, give me some more, give me some more. And there's nothing there. By the time your body actually switches to burning those fat stores that you have, you're already replenishing the high, with the high carbohydrate foods, those high glycemic index foods to give you another quick burst of energy because you have the headache and you have the hunger. Right. So that's why cravings are very hard. That's why diets in general are very, very hard because your body's so used to these peaks that it doesn't, and it doesn't like the valleys. So it's saying, Hey, come here. It's grumbling because it has to work. You know, once the quick stuff, instead of the steady, uh, the steady energy that you get from burning fats, paleo basically says when you take out those insulin spikes and when you take out the uh, high glycemic foods, your body doesn't have a choice but to burn 
the fats, the fats that you eat, the fats that you ingest, the healthy ones. We're talking naturally occurring, like in your fats, or I'm sorry, in your fats, in your, uh, in your body fat and in the meats that you eat, like the chicken skin. Um, I know you don't do the poultry, but the chicken skin and the turkey skin. She does know me. You're, this is stuff you're always told to avoid the fattier cuts of meat, right. um, your avocados, <clears throat> and olives and, and nuts and seeds. So when you ingest those fats, your body can burn them at a very steady rate. You get small peaks and valleys, but you don't get those really big highs and lows. So you actually don't get the cravings or you may get cravings, but it's not once your body adjusts to paleo diet and, and existing pretty much burning this energy from the fats that you eat, you don't have those big crashes and you don't have those big peaks and valleys. So you're just, it's very steady. And once your body's used to burning off the fats that you ingest, when there is no more, it shifts straight over to burning your fat stores. There's no grumbling. There's no complaining. There's no, Hey, I'm really, really hungry. I need, I need some more carbs because it's, it's, it's a very smooth transition from one to the other, which is why paleo is very, very good for weight loss for a lot of people. That, that was an excellent summary. Thank you very much for doing that. I purposely left that totally out of the first show so that you would email me and be a guest on the show because I knew you knew that answer. Oh, see, how, see how I played that? that was, that's what I, I did. I see that. So, well done. Uh, you, you mentioned what you had for lunch today and what, you ha- what you're having for dinner. Mm-hmm. Give us just uh, two of your favorite meals. Paleo meals, besides the ones you've already mentioned today. Oh, let's see. Because um, people right now are thinking, well, if you take bread and, and grain out of my diet and I can't make spaghetti for dinner, I have no idea what I'm supposed to cook. Well, you know, the best part about any pasta dish is that you can, uh, the, the best part of the pasta dish is the sauce. Okay. The pasta True. is really just a carrier. So we very a often vehicle. make, uh, yeah, it's a great vehicle. <laughs> we very often make, um, like more, it's, it sounds kind of weird, but it's more of like a spaghetti soup. We basically make the sauce and then we'll have vegetables of some sort with it, either roasted or, um, flash cooked in the pan. And then we'll just ladle the chunky meat sauce or the Alfredo sauce, whatever ha- we're having right over the top of it and spoon it up that way. And so you get all of the flavor plus you get the veggies in there. Um, that's a way around it. I think one of my favorite meals right now is stir fry. I love stir fry, uh, stir fry and omelets. Those are my, my two big ones because I can throw a whole mess of vegetables in an omelet and uh, I can change it up. You know, I can do whatever I want with it, leftovers or, you know, stuff that we just got from the farmer's market or whatever. And um, stir fry, you can, you can make it Italian, you can make it Asian, you can make it Mexican, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. So um, th- those, are pro- those are probably my hands down favorites right now. Ask me next week and it'll be a little bit different. I have a question. Um, yes. You, you uh, talked about, you know, the, that moment where you went from Milky Ways to Paleo in five seconds. Uh, what, and change. Yeah. And see. <laughs> what, what was that uh, transition like for you? I, I know, I mean, when I tried the, the Adkins diet, um, the, the, the induction phase that they refer to the first couple of weeks uh, is utterly miserable experience. I mean, everything about it sucks. Uh, did you did you go through that same sort of thing? And what did you, if so, what did you do to get yourself through it to you know to convince yourself to keep going? Um, 
Yeah, it, I, there's a transition period, and a lot of people refer to it as the carb flu. That's your body uh, kind of saying, wait, shock, I'm not getting carbs anymore. What the hell do I do now? So your body really has to try and figure out, okay, I'm not getting any more. I have to get over that and just burn the fats. And it is an adjustment period. Um, when I started paleo, on, I, I felt really good on day one. Well, I guess it was day half. Um, <laughs> by day three, uh, my skin felt tighter. And I, I just, I, I had so much energy. I was cleaning the house, which I do not like to do because I had this energy and the kids and I were racing around. And um, day six, I, I was like, wow. I see my cheekbones a little bit and I thought I was being silly and day seven, even my husband who I love him dearly, but he is not the most observant man. He said, yeah, I, I really see. It looks like you've lost weight. So that was a, kind of a big deal. Wow. And about day 10, um, I felt like total crap. <laughs> I actually, for about 10 days, I thought that I might be pregnant because I was, I was nauseous, but then I'd get hungry and I'd be lightheaded. And uh, I was going through basically flu-like symptoms. No, it was not pregnancy. It was just carb flu. So what you're saying, my, if Mark starts to feel like that, he should feel comforted that he's not you, pregnant. If you, if you start getting morning <laughs> sickness, Mark, that's um, I would hold off on buying the EPT. There you go. Uh, uh, good <laughs> advice. Appreciate that. What I found out uh, after the fact, unfortunately, but... I have several family members who are now doing paleo, uh, my brother and my parents. And one thing that I've told them is what I've heard a lot is have a lot of broth, chicken broth, beef broth, um, that sort of thing. Eat your proteins, make sure you're getting enough salt and drink a lot of water and give it a little bit of time. And if you can get through those 10 days, those two weeks. Now, I've never heard of anything lasting more than uh, two weeks. So if you can get through those two weeks, those 10 days, whatever it is for you, uh, then on the other side of it, you just feel amazing. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's a complete change. And I would guess probably that depending on your uh, level of carbohydrate addiction would be how bad and how long the symptoms last. Yes. You know, yeah, that has a lot to do with it. So. Uh, Speaking of of uh, making that change and 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 favorite things to eat and getting through that ten days and all those wonderful things, how much of that do you have on your blog? Do you have on your website? I know I, I've I've looked at your website and I saw you know your story on there and I've seen quite a bit of recipes. If somebody wanted to go back and read kind of your ins and outs of that, or did you wait later on into the process? I didn't go back and read the oldest post, so I'm just kind of asking the question. Uh, well, I have a lot on my blog, actually. A lot of it is random <clears throat> rambling. Um, I have a lot of recipes. And I do have, There's there was a whole about me section, um, because who doesn't like to talk about themselves? So I, I think I have three different <laughs> pages of my story. And uh, I, I haven't addressed things like the carb flu. Not yet. I have every intention of it. Uh, when I started my blog back in February, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with it. It's gone through a couple different uh, incarnations of of what do I want this to be? So I've kind of settled into a routine right now. So I have every intention of going back and, and really talking about the journey. And um, I'm just now starting to get some people together. Uh, a very good friend of mine has started doing paleo. My brother and my parents are both doing it. So I'm kind of talking to them and through their experiences, remembering what I've done. And I want to put that into the blog as well and just, and just share that. And, uh, awesome. and talk about that. So. Now, you have some uh, look, at least they look like some really great recipes on there. Um, and normally we do a recipe at the end of the show 
but I don't want to wait until we get to the end and forget to do one of your recipes. So uh, tell us on your blog so I can make sure I pull the right link and put it in the show notes. What's the, what's your favorite recipe you have on your blog that I can link to for people because you've got some cool looking ones in there. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I have two. I have the paleo MG blueberry muffins. Say that one more time. That just sounded good when you said it. Paleo MG <laughs> blueberry muffins. And that is a recipe from Julie over at Paleo MG. I was fixing to say, and what's the MG? Is that Paleo Monosodiumglutamate? <laughs> but yes, you know, like OMG. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. like, Paleo MG. Um, she has some freaking amazing recipes and I kind of stalk her because she's so I'm in love with her 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 recipes are amazing so her blueberry muffins are hands down some of the best and I have served them to people who had no idea that they were paleo and they scarfed them all down and raved over them so um, that's definitely one that I love and I think another uh, fairly recent favorite is the paleo Mexican slaw that looks pretty good. I'm looking at it right now. It looks it actually it's, looks very very tasty. Very tasty, and I I uh, had it the first time. I thought, well, okay, because I'm not a coleslaw fan, and I thought, well, hmm, I'll try it. And then I changed it up a little bit and threw some Asian flavors in it for a Father's Day get together, and the family just scarfed that down and raved over it. So I thought, okay, we've got a winner. Well, and I have to admit also that I'm looking at spice seared. As we say in oh. Texas, salmon, salmon with a barbecue <laughs> bourbon sauce. Yes, I fiddled and toyed with different things and threw it together. And holy crap, it was awesome. I was so proud of myself. I'm sure somewhere out there, someone has an amazing recipe um, that did it much, much sooner than I did. But uh, just fiddling around, that's what I came up with. And I loved it. Well, I might have to do the uh, monosodium glutamate blueberry muffins. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the salmon, just because I'm such a big salmon fan, I'm gonna have to put links to both of those on the uh, on the show notes for this podcast because I'm a I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of salmon. I love salmon. That's one of my favorite all time uh, meats. Good stuff. So Elizabeth, uh, how did you um, work your kids from uh, Lucky Charms to caveman food? Well, they were more of the Fruit Loop variety, but okay. <laughs> whenever she said um, you get to wear a animal skin and carry a club, they were they said I'm in. Well, actually, they wanted to know when we could get a pet dinosaur. So there you go. <laughs> they wanted some spears, and I said no. I that's where I draw the line. Um, it was it was an interesting switch. I had been doing paleo for about four months and I just believed in it. Now, my obsession with food, that addiction that I had, I was seeing signs of it in my youngest. He's built just like me. He's got that sturdy frame where the other two thankfully do not. Uh, He was very focused on when could he have French fries and can he have a chocolate chip for a treat? And, you know, mommy, I'm hungry. I need a chocolate chip. Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, He just, he was showing that obsession and that just broke my heart. And I talked to my husband about it. And I finally got him on board. And I started switching them over very slowly. Um, it was little by little. And paleo is a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. The last thing you want to do because, you know, the fats give you the energy and you, because you've taken the carbs out. You cannot combine a high carb and a high fat diet that's oh you can i've done it for years (laughs) it's obvious right i think mcdonald's has built an empire on it 
<laughs> you can, however, <laughs> it's it, as a mother, it was not something that I was comfortable doing to my children. So I really focused on uh, trying to balance it out and slowly weaning them away from things. So you're saying that the, it, the deep fried lard balls have been feeding my son are a bad idea. They might be. Uh, okay. I'll sorry. let you make the call on that. He's pretty ripped. He has a six pack right now, so it's okay for now. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I digress. They breaded. <laughs> if they're not breaded, <laughs> they're breaded. Fine. No, they were breaded. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's it was it had to be a slow transition at first, and it was quite an accomplishment for me when I came home after I guess it was about four weeks total in transition, and I came home and I had been at the grocery store and I was unpacking the bags and I had no cereal. I had no bread. And we were going through about two loaves of bread every couple of days because they love toast. They love sandwiches. Yep. Um, so it, it was it was a little bit of a shock the first week. We buy a lot of fruits and vegetables. We mimic the foods that they love as much as possible. We've done paleo chicken nuggets and fries and um, pizza. And really for the kids, because I'm, I can't stress over it. I, we allow them, I guess you could say to do an 80, 20, right. 80% paleo, 20%. Uh, they make their own choices. When we have family events, if someone has cupcakes, um, they can have a cupcake and their school, they, for different reasons, they are not in a position where they're able to bring their own lunch. So I have no control over it. And I've seen their gluten-free menu and I would not force anyone into that. <laughs> so, so I let them make their own choices. Right. You know, they can have whatever they want, and it didn't. It really didn't take long. You know, we we talked to them about it a lot. We explained that we eat like cavemen, and we really had to emphasize this is what we believe is best for our bodies. We right. don't and shove it down their throat that you know the standard American diet is wrong because they're going to go to school and get the what is it the pyramid now or the plate? It's or the, my plate now. My, my plate. plate. So. So, so you're, um, you're allowing them some took, autonomy. It lets them own the whole process too. Whenever they're making the decision, yeah, and it's and it's great because I hear my five year old. He does a he does a little happy butt wiggle in the store. He goes, "Mom, can we get paleo hot dogs?" And I'm like, <laughs> he'll ask me. He goes, "Are those hot dogs paleo?" And I'll say, "Yes." You know, they're the all beef hot dogs that we splurge on every now and then. And I'll say yes. And so he does a little butt wiggle like down two aisles. He's like, we got paleo hot dogs. <laughs> okay, kid. Um, but, you know, and, and I hear my seven-year-old say, you shouldn't have that because because bread is bad for your body. And he's talking to his brothers. I'm not worried about right. it out in the general public. <laughs> he's but not, he's he not going up to people's carts in the grocery store and saying, why do you have that bread? That's going to kill you or something like that. But yeah. But my son would do that. <laughs> With my middle child, I'm sure that day will come. But, uh, you know, it's it's been it it took a while. I'll be very honest. It took a while, and it took my husband a lot longer to come around to it because he wasn't quite ready to give it all up. But I let him do his thing as well, right. and uh, I just used to make five different meals. So um, it's worked pretty well for us. It's worked pretty well. That's awesome. Now, see the the, the struggle I run into just a little bit. It, my wife is is awesome. Um, those of you that know her know she how awesome she is. She is a great cook and she loves to cook. Um, and she doesn't need, hasn't needed to lose as much weight as I have needed to lose. So, you know, I'm kind of putting an imposition on her sometimes to ask her to, to uh, switch things just for me. However, the good part about it is she's such a good cook. Sounds like as, uh, as you are, Elizabeth, that she, um, that she knows how to cook a meal and make it taste great, regardless of whether she uses pasta or bread or not. 
So I've just got to convince her that it's it's uh it's it's okay to not have bread. Um, you know, if, my, she, if she enjoys cooking, paleo opens up a whole new world because right. you you have to learn to cook in different ways. And but we still make bread. I have something on the website called Betty Bread, which a friend of mine introduced to me, and you actually make it in the microwave. It's ridiculously easy. It tastes delicious. It's great toasted, and it's a great substitute for bread. And we do pancakes. We do um, muffins. We do a lot of different things that mimic the foods that the kids love. Right. Um, and every once in a while, I just really need some bread. I just really need that feeling of a sandwich. You know, you, chicken salad's great forked up only so much. <laughs> so you know, you really want you really want that bread or that feeling of of bun and uh there's a lot of options out there you just have to learn to do it in a slightly different way but well, it's amazing yeah. you know brownies and muffins and all kinds of great stuff so. the thing for me to be honest with you it's going to be the most difficult to give up is for probably 20 years i ate two to five double meat cheeseburgers a week wow because <laughs> double meat cheeseburgers are my favorite pretty much my favorite dish so i would eat them I might eat one at lunch two or three days a week and then Saturday and Sunday for lunch or dinner. You know, there's, you never know. So now I've cut way back on that. I don't eat the double meat cheeseburger anymore and I don't eat them as often, maybe once a week at the most twice a week, I might get the little junior burger, you know, the eighth pound patty, mm-hmm. but it's still a burger. I still get to eat a burger. It still has bread. Okay. Isn't a Jack in the box that has that thing where there's the burger, but like the buns is two pieces of chicken. I can't eat that Mark. Oh, well that's stuff. It's not that it's not a hamburger. Then it's, I was a, just it's a chicken and burger go. meat in the middle thing. I so also he died by killing you. I forgot. Yes. So Aaron, I have the answer for you. Okay. Tell me the answer. Most, most fast food places will very willingly wrap everything up for you. You know, their tidy little wrapper or uh-huh. box or whatever. They'll wrap it up for you and just make sure you ask for a fork and they will give it to you without the bun. Yeah, but then it's not a hamburger. That's the problem. Well, it's not convenient, <laughs> but it's still your hamburger. No, because uh, actually ha- I, have this whole, I have this whole treatise that I've written <laughs> on the perfect meat to bread ratio. <laughs> And the way it tastes. The scary thing about that is that nobody listening doubts that that's true. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say the sad part is that I just completely, I know for a fact this is in a filing cabinet in this man's house somewhere. It is double space annotated with footnotes. Well, about three years ago, if you go back to my old erroneous findings blog, you can find a post that I did just ranking in order of preference how uh, fast food burgers and why each one of them was better or worse than the others. I, I mean, I, I'm a burger connoisseur. I'm I'm I that guy that buys a thousand dollar bottle of wine and drinks a little bit of it and pours it out and says it doesn't meet his standards. I'm that guy with the burgers. I love burgers, and so I've really made a huge change, cutting back to one small one a week. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, I jest, but I don't jest, and that I love them. But I'm willing to give up just about anything for my health. So, uh, and it sounds like there's lots of options about of ways to eat things that are better for me that will give me the same satisfactions. Absolutely, and. It, the worst part of the whole thing is what you're going through right now, anticipating what you have to do without. It's like right. going to the dentist. When you're there in the chair and the nasty latex gloves are in your mouth and you're drooling all over the place, it's not so bad because they're busy talking. You know, and you're listening yeah. to their conversation blah, 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 while they're working on your mouth. Tell the me worst about your new part house. Is, is anticipating. <laughs> right. And the, and the truth is this also I don't think at every meal, when I'm eating a good meal, I wish this meal was a hamburger. You know what I mean? So like at lunch today, I didn't think I wish I was having a hamburger instead of what I had for lunch. And at dinner tonight, I didn't think I wish I was having a hamburger instead of what I had for dinner. So it's not like I'm always wanting a hamburger. I'm not a crack addict. <laughs> I'm not I'm not on heroin. It's not that bad. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Exactly. So what I've got to do is 
and this is the part of the whole one meal one workout thing is I have to uh, I have to really compartmentalize it and just deal with it one meal at a time. If I this one meal is not a hamburger, and that's all that really matters. That's all that matters. If I if I eat one meal at a time and don't eat a burger at each of those meals for six months, I've gone six months without eating a hamburger. So that's just the way you approach it. I mean, that's that's kind of how I there do you it. Go. So Elizabeth, well, I still yes. Go, you, ahead. go ahead, go ahead and say what you're oh, going to say. I was I was just going to say, you know, I still feel like I have that obsession every now and then, uh-huh. not an addiction, but an obsession because I still, um, okay, I want to, I want to scour recipes. Now they're paleo recipes, but every now and then I just really want to make something. I really want to do something. I really, you know, like today I really, really, really wanted iced coffee and I don't even like iced coffee. Right. So, uh, I made myself some coffee with some honey and some cream and, you know, made myself something but every once in a while i just really 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 need something and uh i still think about food a lot but i've changed it up and you know it's it's amazing once you start doing it it's it's pretty incredible you'll be really impressed with how you feel and how well you get along once you're into it well i think what we're gonna have to do is uh let don ask a question by the way don nice shirt for those of you looking at the live stream that is an yeah it's my one meal workout shirt well, I know. It, it starts a conversation. I'm telling you, we need to have a logo design contest. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to jump in here, but it, there's so much to talk about. I've I've had a hard time, and I'm just listening and enjoying, and it's been good. But I wanted to ask you, Elizabeth. You said you've had a lot of people be interested in paleo, and you've had people convert that you're close with or whatever. What do you actually tell somebody? How how do you tell somebody that they can get started? What is it? What's the first step, or what are the first few steps whenever somebody sh- expresses an interest and wants to know um, what it's like to live a paleo lifestyle? This is Don's variation on the question that I ask all of our like our fitness instructors and people when I say, "What did you say to that person in the line at the grocery store that that tells you they want to be fit when they see that you're fit?" So, what do you say to that person, Elizabeth? <laughs> Um, usually, well, first I point them to my blog because that has a lot more information. It's very, it's very hard to sit down and explain very, very quickly, you know, the premise of the paleo diet because they look at you like you're off your rocker. You know what? No bread. Um, I usually point them in the direction of marksdailyapple.com, which is a fantastic blog, which is primal, which is a variation of paleo. Basically, it's the same thing. It just emphasizes what's finding what's optimal for you and your health. Um, I, I pretty much give them a quick rundown, depending on how much time I have. I give them a quick rundown of why I do this, why I focus on the healthy eating because it's the plants and it's the animals and minimizing the carbs and replacing the, you know, fats for the, for the energy source and why that works because of your blood sugar and the spikes and the effects that the legumes and grains and sugars and processed foods have on your bloodstream. And, um, and a lot of times I will follow what Aaron always says and I say, go consult your doctor. Uh, <laughs> and if you have, and if you have questions, you know, I try and point them in directions of where they can get more information. But, um, that's yeah, great. that's, that's what I do. <laughs> so you just try to give them a quick summary. I try to as much as I, I, I do the paleo in a nutshell as much as possible. And, uh, as opposed to a puff pastry. Yeah. <laughs> So the paleo and a puff pastry would be kind of counterproductive, kind of wouldn't it? Actually, it's paleo also, just a comment. Thing. What were we saying, Don? Oh, I was going to say, just comment. Honey in your coffee is dynamite. Love it. It's if you put a little coconut oil or butter in with it, it gives you your fats too. So Awesome. For paleo. Well, well I think we're, what we're going to have to do, is Elizabeth, Elizabeth, we're going to have to come have you back on sometime in the future and talk about 
paleo versus primal. Okay. And maybe some more detail about what it actually is and how to do it. Because, you know, we just kind of scratched the surface of what it really is. We talked about a few things that you eat and we kind of talked about your own story. But there is literally so much to talk about. It's, it's one of those kind of cons. It's like Othello. Not the play, but the game. If you ever played it, or Reversi is the generic version of it. You have the little black and white tiles, and you capture white tiles in between the black ones, and you flip them over to black, and you capture the black ones in between the white ones, flip them over to white. You remember that game? Yeah. It says yes. on the box, a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. It says on the box, I have it downstairs. Yes. <laughs> and, if, and for some reason, I'm, I usually can beat my wife on just about any game. I'm, I'm a pretty good gamer in most, except for cards. She always kills me in cards. But Othello, she destroys me every time on that game. I don't know why. So, um, it's like that. It's a minute to learn, a lifetime to master it. It's a simple thing to say, you know, eat anything you can hunt. Like, so basically animals or fish, um, and then eat anything you can go out and pick. So fruits and vegetables. That's pretty simple. But there's so much more to it than that. Um, right. too, too long, didn't read plants and animals. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. You know, one time, this is a total off, off the wall subject. I, I, I don't get why honey is okay. But sugar isn't. Sugar is sugar. Because, because you can get honey out of a tree in the wild, Mark. Yeah, but it's sugar. You can get sugar. You can suck on a sugar cane. And you're welcome I, to suck I, on I a sugar cane all you want. <laughs> the reason is how it affects your bloodstream. Truvia, stevia, all of those, uh, the saccharins, they, agave, those all still affect your bloodstream and give you those insulin spikes where honey does not do the same thing. It's not just about a carb is a carb and what's, you know, like a calorie is just a calorie. It's how it affects your bloodstream. Honey does not spike the way that uh, the stevia and the truvia and the sugar cane and that sort of thing do. That's why honey is acceptable and I'm not buying it. I'm skeptical. <laughs> don't try it. Don't it's buy it until you try Mark. it, Mark. Don't buy it till you try it. Looks quick side story um, related to absolutely nothing that we're talking about, but I just thought it was funny and it and it's embarrassing for, for it. myself, so I'm going to tell it. Um, <laughs> oh, those are the good ones. When I was in college, I was not Mark's roommate at the time. I was our friend Co's roommate, and um, I'd been Mark's roommate previously, or sweetmate actually. We were sweetmates, weren't we? And then we were housemates later. This is in between when we were sweetmates and housemates. Move on with the story, Aaron. Uh, I have to give all the detail that required. I was wearing a purple shirt. Not really. <laughs> Not really. I had to write a paper. A I had to write a paper for this geography class I was in. I think it was raining outside. <laughs> Possibly. And uh, and I, I procrastinated and what have you. I turned the paper in. I might have even told the story before. I got Winds the paper, out of the southeast. I got the paper back. <laughs> and I looked That's at it. On the radio. And I wasn't They're expecting right to do good. I was expecting to... Uh, you know, I was expecting to pass, but I wasn't expecting to do good. I was, I was trying to get by. It was a non-music class. I was a music major. I just wanted to get the class off my list of classes I had to take. I got an F minus. I made an <laughs> F minus. And the teacher wrote, the teacher wrote this <laughs> four words, bad paper, wrong topic. <laughs> so not only was it an, an entirely plagiarized, horrible paper written directly out of an encyclopedia, I had forgotten the topic and did it on the wrong topic. <laughs> Ouch. Bad paper, wrong topic. F minus. Guy right a deer. Exactly. So anyway, Elizabeth, thank you so much for putting up with our craziness. You know, the problem is um, you act craziest around family and we know that you're a listener. So you're like family to us. So we just, you know, all that professionalism and, and you know, putting putting pants on <laughs> when what people come over, all that when people come over, uh, we just went right out the window. We just treat oh, you like one of the one of the gang. I would like to go on record. As stating that right now, both Aaron and I are wearing pants. Yeah, Chris Neves from Everyday Linux is not here, um, and we have pants on, all of us do. There are pants being worn. There you go. (laughs) Don, Mark, do you have any more questions before we... 
take this down a road it shouldn't go um, with crazy <laughs> stories from me about making failing grades on reports. And th- oh, we already did that. Sorry, Don. Yes. Any other questions? Uh, um, I'll come yes, back to you, no. Mark. What? Any other questions? What's the square root of pi? It depends on if you cut it across or. Sorry. Uh, okay. That was a really bad joke on my behalf. And well, it's gone south really fast. Yeah, it's my fault. It's all my fault. We went from laughing and cutting up to awkward silence like <laughs> that. Right. It was just immediate. Well, it's just if, if it's one thing I know how to do is to throw a lame joke out there and crash the, crash the high <laughs> well, everybody's well, on. I need a sad trombone sound yeah. effect to play. <laughs> I am the insulin of humor. <laughs> I'll bring that high right on down. All right. So, Elizabeth, any, any last words? Anything you'd like to share in this crazy kerfuffle that we have at the end of the show here? I think I will just save it for if there's a next time, we'll save it for that. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, I want to say to you, thank you for listening uh, to One Minute One Workout. Thank you uh, for sharing your story. And um, I think you you know and you should be very, um, there's no other word for it, proud of your accomplishment and the fact that you've taken your life back and you're changing your life and not only your life, but those around you, which is what we're all about here. Thank you. And uh, to our chat room listeners who hung in all the way through the story about me getting an F minus, um, <laughs> bad paper roll, and the awkward topic. silence, and the awkward <laughs> silence that followed. That's the name of the show: bad paper, wrong topic, and the awkward silence that followed. That's it. Nobody have any idea what it is, but it's a good show title. All right. So uh, with that, I'm going to say, if you want to find out more about the stupid things I've done. <laughs> <laughs> just go google my old blog no one million workout.com that's the number one is our uh, main website there where we put my postings and bloggings and links to the podcast which are hosted by mark cockrell and sean Keibel of element op or opi depending on who you're talking to element op.com element op productions so you can go there you can go here anywhere out there and you can find us uh, shoot me an email at double a r o n at one million workout.com just like our friend Elizabeth Connect did, and uh, you might, you too may be on the show and have to listen to bad humor. <laughs> so with that, I'm just going to say the same thing that I always say, which is remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, even one where you're eating things that are natural and you're supposed to eat, consult your health care provider.